Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Only four days after Dylan Roof stormed into Emanuel AME and left six black women and three black men in a bloody pile in the church basement, the leaders of the congregation concluded the only way to press forward was for them to go back to exactly what they had done before. To do that Sunday after the shooting what they had done the Sunday previous. Preaching that Sunday morning at Mother Emanuel AME Church, Reverend Norvell Goff, an elder of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, proclaimed, through our proclamation of the gospel on this day, a message will be sent to Satan. Notice the passive voice. Worshippers at the Emanuel Church were not the ones sending the message. Later in his sermon, his voice roaring, Reverend Goff added, something wants to divide us, black and brown and white, but no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Notice he did not say that Dylan Roof wanted to divide us. He didn't say racists and bigots want to divide us. He said something wants to divide us, that there is an agency and an evil at work in the world. What are we to do about that agency and evil at work in the world? Last week we heard from Paul, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Pay attention again to the passive voice, be, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. This is the work that God does, not us. The renewing of our mind is not a class that we signed up for. It is reality of what God is doing and working in the world. Transformed in this letter is not something we do. It is something that the Holy Spirit does to us. Paul tells us, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. 100% of the time, love others. Be zealous, always, never lag. Be patient in your suffering, don't ever complain. Persevere in prayer, don't for a moment forget your prayers. Feed your enemies, don't scoff at them. Okay, hands up, who does this describe in this room? Maybe even some of the time? I would guess that if we were honest with one another, none of us would maybe get better than a C at these things. And if we're really honest, probably only a D. You don't believe me? Well, what are your thoughts about Joe Biden or the Republican primary? How do you feel about OU leaving for the SEC, OSU fans? Without the therefore, you'll hear Paul saying, a real transformed Christian looks like this. A genuine Christian must do this. 
You must love your enemies. You must bless those who curse them. Must be patient in suffering. Must be ardent in your faith. That's what the therefore is for. Jason Michelli says that the therefore signals that what comes next depends upon what comes before. Paul is clear that all of creation, including you and I, are captive to the power of sin. It's something that the folks in Mother Emmanuel AME understood as well. A power so strong that we cannot free ourselves. Paul uses the word prisoner to describe our relationship to sin. The gospel, Paul says, is the power to rectify and to deal with this powerful sin. That sin's defeat has already begun in Christ's resurrection. The gospel is not what I can do. The gospel is not just what God did. The gospel is what God is doing now. Michelle notes that everything that has become, that has come before the therefore has been God's doing. You did not invite Jesus into your heart. God has poured God's love into your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. You did not journey to God. God has transferred you from the dominion of sin into the dominion of grace. You did not decide to become a new you. God killed off your old self. You have died with Christ and now you are in Christ You didn't sign up to serve God. God has set you free from slavery to sin and death and made you instead a slave of righteousness. It is all about what God has done and what God is doing. The therefore from last week's reading is a reminder that this is God's work. Paul is not asking us to sign up for a class on suffering. A broken world that Satan is, is where Satan is at work, heaping suffering upon us. God is what Paul is commanding to us. God is patient. God showers love on his enemies. God is zealous. God does not place demands upon us that we have no possibility of achieving and then shake his head with disapproval when we don't meet his expectations. That's what you and I are really good at. We set expectations for people like Clark Griswold that nobody can achieve. And then we look at him and go, well, they failed. That is not God. This is not a new year, new you passage. The gospel never is. This is about a proclamation of what God is doing in the world and doing in our lives. Something that is more than we can ask or imagine. This is the work of God after Romans 6. When we are told that by faith and baptism we are in Christ Jesus. Paul's not giving us a metaphor this morning. He's giving us a statement of reality of what God is like. This is about God's work after Romans 9. That there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from God's love of us. Yesterday, Father Justin posted on Facebook a a quote from the Episcopal Recovery Ministries. It says, God won't give you more than you can handle with an idolatry of self-sufficiency hiding behind spiritual-sounding words. The truth is, is that people are dealing with more than they can handle all over the world. That's why we need God. 
I know I've had more than I can handle more than once. God gave me strength and God gave me people who came alongside me to bear the burden that I could not. God doesn't give us stuff that we are, like we are a test rat to see if we can handle things. Well, let's see how Everett does with this diagnosis. But there is nothing, nothing that happens to us that God will not redeem. If my hope, if our hope is based on our ability to be just like Jesus, then I am one without hope. But if my hope is based upon what God can do and what God is doing, then I have a whole lot to be hopeful for. Patience and suffering, blessing those who curse you, persevere in prayer, genuine love. I can't do this through a drive through at McDonald's. This is not a to-do list. They're descriptions of Jesus. This is the mind of Christ that is shaping us through the power of the Holy Spirit. I offer these words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.